The time has come to get ready for the 2022 World Cup. And what better way to prepare than by revisiting the World Cup's most amazing goals? I'm Brian Phillips. I'm making a podcast about the history of the Men's World Cup, told through the stories of 22 iconic goals. The show's called 22 Goals. It's out now on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we're having so much fun. It's the Ringer's Philly special presented by FanDuel. April showers bring a loaded sports calendar and FanDuel is the place to bet on it all. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and get paid instantly when you win. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states? Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Welcome to the Ringers Philly Special. The Philadelphia Phillies are going to the World Series. I am Shiel Kapadia. What a weekend. Incredible. Joining me to talk about it are my friends. They were such a big hit last week. They joined after a loss. They just told me before we came on. If I asked them to join after a loss again, they were never coming on uh, again. But guess what? They're joining after a series clinching win that sends the Phillies to the World Series. You know them as the High Hopes boys. You know them from 94 WIP, James Seltzer and Jack Fritz. My friends, how we feeling? We're going to the World Series, Shiel! That's how we're feeling! What a freaking unbelievable night what an unbelievable run this has been it has been pure magic and we had the opportunity to be in that building today and be there for the Bryce Harper home run and to have it be him who stepped up in the biggest of moments, the guy who chose us. No one ever chooses us. No one ever says, yeah, I want to go to Philly. And that dude did, and he got this magical run and is the best player in baseball for the run. And, uh, like, we keep saying, honestly, our our number one thing we're saying right now is this, I think it might be a dream. I don't know this is real. I really don't. I feel like I'm going to wake up. Shiel, we are, we are, 
So happy, man. So I don't have a voice. I'm so happy. Listen, but it's all well worth it because the Phils are going to the World Series. But I keep, I still keep saying it, and I'm like, no, that's not, <laughs> that's not real. And what we saw today was the biggest home run in Philly's history. Mm. I, there's not been a bigger home run in Philly's history than what Bryce Harper did today, and James summed it up well. Up well. $330 million, our guy, our superstar, the guy who's been the face of baseball since he was 16 years old, that went to Washington, had a couple series where he didn't always show up, left, they won a World Series the second he left, and there was a whole label of, like, not the guy, not going to get it done when it matters. The guy just hit, what, 415 <laughs> in an LCS, was named LCS MVP, and it wasn't like... Not well as like Schwarber could have went one LCS MVP. Wheeler could have won LCS MVP. Hoskins could have won it. Like it's not like there wasn't an an, an ample opportunity of players that could have won it. But our guy did it. And uh he put the team on his back. And I, I'm just I'm so happy for him and happy for everyone. His first four years of this contract, he now has an MVP under his belt and an epic playoff performance, <laughs> which if not at the very least catapulted the Phillies. To the World Series, at the very least, I say, because, you know, as Topper would say, you know, they still got four more left. Here's what I want to do. You know, I usually don't like to do too much prep, as, as my listeners uh, know, but I thought I want to, you guys were there. I was not there today. I want to get the feel of inside the building, what was going through your head at these various moments, because this wasn't like last weekend. This was not stress-free baseball these last two <laughs> no, days. Buddy. This was very different. This was stress-filled baseball. So I, I picked out Five players, topics, things I wanted to get to. The Harper home runs, obviously going to be one of them. You touched on it at the top. We'll talk about that a little bit more. I just have them in order here, and I want to get to them. Get your guys' thoughts uh, from being in there, what you were thinking at the time, taking a step back, what you think now. And I, I'm just going to go kind of in the order of the game. And so let's start with number one, and that's Reese Hoskins. You mentioned mm -hmm. it, Jack. I mean, yeah, there, there was no shortage of candidates to win LCS MVP. This man, in a span of, what, 22 hours, hits three home runs, six <laughs> RBIs. In, I mean, think about that. Games four and five, incredible performance. Bottom of the third, two outs. Schwarber walks, steals second. Hoskins comes to the plate, belts a 424-foot homer that just looked just like the two that we saw on Saturday night. Reese Hoskins, I mean, when did you guys start the High Hopes pod? Uh, like a little over five years ago. Oh my gosh. Okay. So it was, I remember 2017, yeah. I come back from Philly, uh, from Seattle and we're launching the athletic and it's like, all right, Sheila, you're doing Eagles. Hey, what should we do for the other stuff? This guy, Reese Hoskins is kind of on fire right now. <laughs> I, remember, I still remember this. We just hired a freelancer. Hey, can you write a Reese Hoskins feature? This guy's like unbelievable right now. So you guys have seen the, uh, the start, the ups the downs, what, what, what has sort of been a complicated relationship, in my opinion, with Philadelphia fans. Uh, James, let's start with you. Take me through the Reese Hoskins home run there in the third, what you saw from him this weekend, and kind of what I was just mentioning. Now, you know, when you think of the last five years with your pod, you probably spent, I don't know how many hours talking about this guy, <laughs> what was going through your head. Yeah, and it, it's good. I'm happy you started with Reese because – you know, of all these guys, at least from the, the you know, hitter perspective, he's the one who's been here. You know, he's been our guy. We watched him come through the minors. We watched him come up and have that, you know, uh, historic start to his career in terms of home runs and whatever, 18 in the first 50 games, whatever it was. 
And we've seen the ups and downs. We saw him play left field. We saw Reese Hoskins play left field for us. I wish I didn't. I wish I never saw. I've ever seen in my life. Uh, You know, and the 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 defensive miscues at first, and the you know the emotion he would talk about, particularly the last two years, about how badly he wanted to get to the playoffs with this team in this city after hearing about what Citizens Bank Park was like in the playoffs and being here for so long and never getting to experience, like, for him to have the moments he's had on this run is, you know, it's really special. I think it's special for Phillies fans, and I think it's special for him, too. He was crying on the field during the celebration today. The cameras caught it. Like, I I just... Again, for him to to come through in these moments and and the the first homer he hit, you know, the bat spike and the exhale of emotion after having the error, non-error, error, not called an error, but in the Braves game to essentially lose that game and then to come back and have that moment. Last night, to hit those two homers, the first one to settle it down, the other one right after they, the, the you catch them, 4-4, we're back, and then they hit that two-run homer and it's like so deflating. And then the next inning, he steps to the plate and it's another and then today to lead it off, it's just that's the the amazing thing about this run is is there have been so many special moments already. Like I feel like you could have a run and not get like a run all the way and not get half the moments we've already gotten. And for Reese to get his moments like that, I, I just think it's it's really special for Phillies fans to get to see him shine on the stage like that. And and you know to see it in person today was was really special. Yeah, and I'm I'm very happy for Reese. But at the same time, you know, shout out to uh, you know, shout out to the Padres for letting Reese Hoskins get hot. <laughs> I mean, you talk about like the streakiest player in baseball. It might be Reese Hoskins. Like at the end of the year, he, he's going to show up with like an 850 OPS. But how he gets there is so not normal. Yeah. It's like for two weeks he's going to have a, a 1300 OPS, and then for two weeks he's going to have like a, a 650 OPS, and then right in the middle that's about 850. Yep. Um, he is a hot and cold guy, and I, first off, very happy for him. You know, um, he's a, he he wears the emotions of of everything he's been through here on his sleeve. You know, like when we talk about athletes, you know, part of what they're supposed to do is block everything out. Reese doesn't block it out. <laughs> he is just he's Reese through and through. Um, and you just can feel it when when he's hitting these home runs and he's having these emotions. He's like, I feel like he's hitting these home runs and he's getting to the dugout and he's like, wow, this is even better than I thought. Yes. Like this is even better than than uh, I had imagined. Imagined. Um, so you know, the Astros getting Reese at this time, where we know he can carry a baseball team for for weeks on end, might be a bad time. Well, it, well, and also real quick yeah. shield too. you know, what I was thinking about as he's talking about that, you know, when Bryce Harper is giving his NLCS MVP speech night, by the way, did we mention NLCS MVP Bryce Harper? The first thing he mentioned was Reese. The first thing he's like, I'm so happy for Reese Hoskins. And I think those guys knew that too. Like this guy's been here and he's been waiting for this and to actually shine in these moments. Yeah. It's just like, it, it adds to it all. It definitely does when you have a team that does special things and you're going through the players. It's not that you don't like feel a connection to the guys who were signed from elsewhere, but the guys who were just like, all right, we saw this person when he first came up and we like totally. you know, his first at bats and now you're seeing him now. It's a different type of connection. And with Hoskins, I'm, I mean, I remember game three of the NLD when they're doing introdu- introducing the entire, you know, organization, which it's like, you know, come on, let's let's get through <laughs> some of that. Those guys deserve hey, it. We but, waited 11 yeah. years for a playoff game at home. But I'll give them a break. OK, I felt like, fan. you know, there were times during that day where fans were going like, 
you know, are we, are we booing this guy? Are we cheering him? Are we somewhere in between? Like, you know, because of the defensive miscues and he didn't do anything uh, up to that point. And for him to have this weekend. And like you mentioned, the moments he's had now, you're just piling up the home runs from the last series and this series. uh, That really was something. All right. Number two, Zach Wheeler. I mean, Mm -hmm. this guy, you look at his numbers now, four postseason starts, 25 and one third innings pitched. 1.78 1.78 ERA, <laughs> 8.3 strikeout to walk ratio, 25 strikeouts and three walks, five earned runs. I was looking back because uh, I'm a sicko and I need to do stuff like this at the Cliff Lee performance in 2009 and the Cole Hamels performance in 2008. And man, the numbers so far are just like right on par with those. I mean, Cliff Lee, 1.56 ERA in 2009. Hamels, 1.8 ERA in 2008. Wheeler's been better when you look at strikeout to walk ratio. 87 pitches, 60 strikes. I mean, I thought the top of the sixth specifically stood out to me where he strikes out Soto and Machado. And at that point, you're going, all right, the game is kind of going Either way here, uh, Jack, what you've seen, what you saw from Wheeler tonight and what you've seen from him this postseason. Well, it's so rare that your two best players just are your two best players in the, in, <laughs> yeah, in in the, the big postseason. Series. Yeah, you're right. Like Bryce is their highest paid offensive player. He showed out and and Zach Wheeler set the tone in game one. You know, he went out to San Diego, absolutely shoved. Um, and tonight, the same kind of thing. And it's so weird, Sheil. Because I just have so much faith in him that, like, if he allows three runs, I'd be borderline shocked at this point, yeah. you know, because his stuff is so nasty. He's so confident. He's attacking with all of his stuff. Um, and his fastball just plays. Um, like, it, it's it's legitimate 99, but it jumps on you because he has such a long stride length to where it probably looks more like 101 or 102. Um, and he's doing it at the biggest moment, at the biggest times. And it's just, it's so rare that all these things are kind of coming together at the same time and I have so much confidence in what he's going to do. Today was was interesting. You know, I, I felt you know in the first inning today and the first inning on 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 in, the, in game 1, he was battling himself. I mean, he's he, he admitted after the game on, in in game 1 that like I'm a human, I get nervous, mm-hmm. you know, and he was nervous. Um and he's definitely nervous today too kind of all over the zone. But then he he gets out of it and goes on his his bit of a roll. Soto hit a bomb, whatever that happens, it's a solo home run, yeah. it doesn't kill you. Um, the most interesting thing and, and why I'm so glad that they have from off from now until Friday is, uh, in the seventh inning, he was down to like 94, 95 again, you know? And I just hope that this rest gives him a little bit of, um, extra you know, juice, extra juice so that he can be still sitting 98 in the seventh and not be down to seven to 94 because, you know, then he obviously becomes more hittable. Um, and as these games get bigger, these games get tighter. There's only so many guys you can trust. You know, heading into these games, yeah, because um, I'm I'm pretty sure I just trust Jose uh, Alvarado and Sir Anthony <laughs> at this point. Um, so we're gonna need some length out of out of Zach Wheeler. I mean, he has to be prepared to pitch games one, five, and come in in game seven if necessary in a World Series. Yeah, and and Shields, funny because you were reading those numbers. He really only has two on and runs. If we're being honest, that Reese Hoskins error led to three runs. It would have been the third out of the Great inning. Point. They are. They should have been unearned runs. He has really only allowed two earned runs in this playoff. And, and what I'm happy about is he's someone 
who I think has really been underappreciated in this city. Like, we never talk about Zach Wheeler, at least, you know, until this playoff run. Yeah, he's great, good pitcher, but he never gets the shine that he deserves. Last year, should have won the Cy Young, didn't end up winning it. He was better than Corbin Burns. I'm sorry, he deserved it. And honestly, throughout his career, it's been like that. He's talked about it before, like how much it meant to him to finally make the All-Star team last year. Like, he'd never been on an All-Star team. He said, I had never even won a Player of the Week award type of thing. Like, he never got anything... And now for him to really quiet and understated and just goes about his business to be able to to kind of get the the credit that he deserves for being one of the best pitchers in the sport. Like he is one of the best starting yeah. pitchers in the sport. And now he's showing it in the biggest of moments. And that contract, man, like Matt Klentak did not do a lot of uh, a lot of good things while he was the Phillies general manager. But signing Wheeler for $20 million, like, he makes $40 million on the market, without a doubt. Like, it is, what he has done here is, is honestly one of the best bang-for-the-buck contracts in the history of the Phillies. Like, he is that good. Yeah, I mean, it's like Jack said. I mean, anything can happen in these World Series games, but you're just like, all right, he's there. You're going to be in the game in the sixth or seventh inning. Like, yeah. It, it, yeah, we're getting seven out of wheels tonight. Yeah. We'll figure out the rest it, after exactly. that. Exactly. It, it'll a, be a shock. It's so amazing. I thought he deserved some shine tonight for how he pitched also. All right. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Spring is here, and you can now get almost anything you need for your sunny days delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a well-groomed lawn delivered, but you can get a chicken parmesan delivered. A cabana? That's a no. But a banana? That's a yes. A nice tan? Sorry. Nope. But a box fan? Happily yes. A day of sunshine? No. A box of fine wines? Yes. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Point number three. Let's get to the top of the seventh inning. The sphincter yeah, tightening buddy. inning. The yeah. oh my gosh, what is happening <laughs> yeah. right now? This is not. No, no, they can, they are not going back to San Diego. So Sir Anthony comes in for Wheeler after the Cronenworth single. There at that point, it, this is me watching from home. So I want to get your guys' per perspective on this. Like the rain had obviously been a factor. You see, guys, you know they're it, it's wet, it's raining. There's no doubt about it. But the pitchers. At least I felt like, you know, they, they were getting through it. It's not like the ball was slipping out of their hands or you're seeing an occasional pitch that goes uh, to the backstop or anything like that. And then Sir Anthony comes in, and I'm thinking of like Trevor Lawrence at the link, you know, a month ago where it was like, this mm -hmm. guy has no chance. Yeah. He can't, he, he's incapable of throwing anymore because of the moisture, the precipitation falling from the sky. This is a disaster. And so one wild pitch. All right. Cronenworth moves to second. Bell doubles. All right. Okay. No big deal. Tie mm -hmm. game. You get out of it. 2-2. Two, two. Still a lot of baseball to be played. 
gets a couple of strikeouts. You're thinking, all right, it's all good. Maybe you settle down a little bit. And then two more wild pitches. I mean, what is the mood <laughs> in the stadium there as it goes to three, two Padres on wild pitches, on three wild pitches in one inning from the guy who I've said on every pod since we started doing these Phillies postgame pod. You know, the only guy I really trust is Sir Anthony. Bring him in. I'm getting <laughs> 10 minutes of stress-free baseball. I can go get a snack or whatever. And this is the guy who throws three wild pitches. Uh, I can't remember which one of you started the last one. I'm trying to rotate my head spinning here. Jack did, so I, uh, I'll go this okay, one. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Talk to me about yeah. what's going on there in the stadium well, in the seventh inning. Yeah, it, well, uh, we were nervous. Uh, honestly, I think it was the – it felt like from the Hoskins homer on, it felt like, all right, like I know this is a close game, but like we got this. You know, th- this team in these spots continues to come through in these spots. Like I trust them. And then – let me tell you, Shield, being in that stadium, it was raining all game, but it just started pouring okay. when, when Sir Anthony was out there. It was the hardest it rained the entire game, like without a doubt. And it felt like, Jack and I were talking about this, it really felt like it was raining way harder when the Phillies were pitching than when the Padres were pitching. Yeah, it wasn't like, fair. I mean, we're going to need an investigation in the league as to why they made it start raining harder when the Phillies are pitching. It was crazy, but, you know, <laughs> and I and I think that is why Sir Anthony struggled. He has been so locked in and so good. And when that run scored that way to to quote the pod father as you said our sphincters did get tight for the first time at citizens bank park i think this whole playoff even for nothing yesterday we, people were just like nah you know what we're good it's early to be we got played, this yeah. tonight i think everyone was like we're gonna clinch we're gonna clinch we're gonna clinch we're gonna clinch oh my god oh my god that just happened and it took bryce harper having like again an all-time phillies moment to save the day for us but in that moment, it was certainly terrifying. And look, how about another Phillies rain game in the playoffs yeah. that ends 4-3? How about that, too? Um, we'll, we'll take rain games in the playoffs at Citizens Bank Park. I'm okay with it. Um, but, yeah, it, it was the first time, you know, being down there, and we were at the clincher last time, too. It was the first time I've been at a playoff game at Citizens Bank Park this season. By the way, 5-0 and at Citizens Bank Park in the playoffs, just saying. Yeah. Uh, it was the first time I was genuinely nervous about winning the game in that like inning and a half until Harper homered. Uh, Shield was not handling it well. Like it was, was not handling it. Jack well was at all. like walking by himself. He was standing by himself at one point, just kind of. Like, I was just like I was yeah. just talking to strangers that I never met before. I was like, listen, we gotta get out of this. Like I, I, <laughs> I know I don't know who you are, but like I gotta. Like, I need to, I need this inning to end. I needed it to end so bad, and I'm not sure what we did to offend Josh Bell. But, like, <laughs> the guy has just torched us. This is personal with the Nationals. Yeah. He's the only player that did anything against us. And then now the same, the same crap's happening here. Um, it was tight in the stadium. But are you ready for the most hindsight 2020 answer yeah, ever? <laughs> glad it happened. You know, glad it happened. Because you know what it's set up? It's set up yeah, pricey. It's a great um, it was getting too easy. It was, it was too easy. But I was, not, uh, I was not emotionally prepared to have them go on a plane to, to San Diego and have to play game six or seven because I'm not sure they win those games. You know, the, yeah. like I know Blake Snell said pregame, he's like, we just got to get back to San Diego and then we can kind of take over. It's like, well, you settle down, Blake. No, one, nice no idea, one's afraid Blake. to go to everybody will welcomely go to San Diego. I mean, that's not going to yeah. be a problem, no, Yeah, it's, it's, it's a treat. Down. Thank yes. you, pal. Yes. Right. Um, but I just didn't want to, I didn't want to deal with it. Like I needed to end, 
and it needed to end tonight. Um, and they did, and they came through. Uh, the strengthening was terrifying. Um, <laughs> and he couldn't grip a baseball. And once again, Major League Baseball needs to be investigated for continuing harder rain during the Phillies pitching. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Bob Melvin did something. My my six year old just started. She she became obsessed with just crushing Bob Melvin tonight. She's not. Well, she's well, right. Yeah, she's not. I mean, right. How do you not bring hater yeah. into face Harper? Yeah. Like, what are you? I mean, Jack turned to me and he's like. Obviously, he's going to bring Hater in for Harper. Hater was warming up. I'm like, yeah, duh. And then after JT gets the hit, like, we're like, wait, well, why isn't Bob Melvin coming out? Like, where's Bob Melvin? What's happening right now? And that was when we knew. We're like, Harper's going to do something. I can't say I thought he was going to knock one out of the park and have the all-time moment. But, like, I was like, something's going to happen here. I was like, this is a massive mistake, yeah. and they're going to pay for it. Well, and Sheila, you want to talk about bringing you inside the ballpark. They had an extra like five minutes because they had to get the yeah. rain. They had Hater get, had more than enough time to get ready. They had right. to put the the diamond the diamond stuff whatever on the infield to make it drier. So they had an, they had like a timeout. He got a, <laughs> he, he got a timeout. He basically got gifted a timeout, and he's like, you know what I'm going to do with it? I'm just going to sit on my hands as Josh Hader, who's back to being Josh Hader, is just going to is just going to sit in the bullpen and do nothing. It was it, it's, it's one of the five worst manager decisions I've seen in my entire life. Uh, uh, AJ Hinch leaving Garrett Cole in the in the in the bullpen. Kevin in 20, Cash pulling Blake Snell. Ironically enough, Blake Blake's now uh, Zach Britton being left in the left yep. in the Fuck. in the bullpen with with Buck Walter. It was atrocious. It was atrocious. Like Shocking. I don't want to bring up. And this is what I, and this is this is. It was basically <laughs> Grady Little. It, yeah, it is a little Grady Littleish. <laughs> I'm sorry if that brings up a bad memory for someone who might own this company, but <laughs> but I mean, it's all right. He's got a lot of titles. I think he's fine. Yeah. Now. I mean, it's a little Grady Littleish. Uh, it was it was atrocious. It was an atrocious decision by by Bob. Well, let's and, get- and hopefully the Phillies have his LCS ring uh, <laughs> being sent to his house. Yeah, let's get to. It. I mean, that that's point number four. I mean, my six year old just hated. I don't know why she just didn't. She she thought the name Bob Melvin. She looked at him and she just like he became her enemy. My wife said before she went to bed, she said she hopes he, she ha- he, she hopes she has a dream that baseballs are getting thrown at Bob Melvin and he has nothing oh, to Dude, protect you're, himself. You're Daughter's, your I mean, daughter's I'm intensity. Some sickos over here. Sheila, your daughter's intensity throughout this is like my favorite part of the run. I'm loving how intense your and daughter is. This is, is the with younger this. one. Great. This is it. she's not even that into. Like she's watching. But we'll get to the older uh, one uh, later. Yeah, the ten year old's into it. The six year old is kind of like take it or leave it. But for Bob Melvin got under her skin for some reason. All right, cool. bottom of the eighth. You mentioned it. Off oh, epic moment. Real Muto singles, and then. No pitch, yeah, no pitching change. Hater that you're going, <laughs> what is going on here? Okay. Suarez is staying in. Harper gets down one, two. I don't remember the specific counts from Saturday, but there was definitely one where he was getting down 0 2. And there was just, mm-hmm. I, I was at uh, Saturday's game, and there you just have a calm. You're like, 0 2. You know, 0 2, some batters you watch, and you're going, all right, you know, get, get to the next guy. It's over. Nick Harper Cassiano. does his little, <laughs> that knee thing where he loosens up the hip. I don't know. I feel like I should start doing that to loosen up my hips as a soon to be mm-hmm. uh, 40 year old here. But he does that in between the pitches, and you're like, all right, he's still in this. He's still in this. Fouls off two pitches. Takes a ball, and then the seventh pitch, baby, the the play that will be replayed in the city for a long time to come. 98 mile per hour sinker goes opposite field, 108.9 miles per hour off the bat. Have you guys been to every? You guys have been to every home game, right? No, 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 no. no. Oh, we've, we've only been okay. to uh, a few of them. No, I, I was at the two Braves games, and then I was not. Then we today. weren't. We weren't there Friday. Yeah, okay. we were there at the Clint. We, uh, we so we've gone to two games together, and they've clinched the series in both. Nobody deal. Nobody deal. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. What like 
you've been to Philadelphia sporting events. Take me in that moment. Crack of the bat. Everyone realizes that one's gone. Four, three, we can exhale. What's going on? I think, Jack, you get to lead this one off, I believe. My first thought was no way. <laughs> like my first thought, my first thought was like, did he really? I was like, okay, it's hit well, but that's gonna like hit off the wall. Like, there's no way that Bryce Harper just hit a home run when like B- Bob Melvin again asleep at the wheel um, didn't c- c- go out and get his pitcher. Like, I I know that didn't just happen. And then it goes out, and our good friend Scott Fransky, like he na- first off nailed the call. But calling it Bedlam at the Bank perfect. is, like, the perfect way to describe what it was. Like, again, I picked up James. Like, I, I picked him up. From, uh, and, and I picked and up started... a security guard. I just grabbed yeah. a security guard yeah. and picked we, him up and hugged him. Not even kidding. Everyone was hugging. Um, and, and then I just, like, it, the moment settled down. And I was like, that's our guy, man. <laughs> like, that's our guy having that moment. And when you think about it, like, in 2008, there wasn't, really a big home run. You know, I mean, there was a there's some nice homers like uh, like Utley with the, the tone setter in game 1. The Blanton home run, yeah, but the game was out of yeah, reach. Yeah, stairs obviously. St- but that was the that was yeah, I mean, I yes, I get it. Yeah. Um, you know, but the when you look at it It wasn't in Citizens Bank Park, too. Yeah. I think it's the biggest home run. I think it's the biggest home run in Philly's history. And it's one of those pantheon all-time Philly sports events and uh yeah, I thought the Hoskins home run nothing was going to be louder than that. The Harper home run is just all time, all time. Yeah, I've I've never. It's so funny because we did the your your pod earlier after the loss, but we talked about being there for the clincher, and I said that I have never been to a sporting event in my life. And I said I I think I said I've been to hundreds and hundreds of baseball games, and I've never been to a, a baseball game, a sporting event in my life with such an intense electricity with the crowd and the pops and the noise and the energy, and the excitement, and little did I know a week later I'd be to a better one. Like, seriously, it was, this is the best sporting event I've ever been to in my life, and the Harper moment is the single best moment I have ever been in a building for in my life. Man, I'm 41 years old. Like, I've been to a lot of sports. I've fought, like, I'm a diehard lifetime Philly sports fan. Like, that was the coolest thing I've ever been in a building for. And again, like we said, for it to be Harper, for him to cap off an all-time NLCS with freaking go-ahead Homer in the bottom of the eighth to win it. Like, it's, I I keep saying to Jack, I I keep thinking of that LeBron meme, like, I can't believe this is my life or whatever it is, because that's how I feel. I can't believe this is my life. I can't believe we're seeing this happen. Like, we've waited so long for it, and for it to just be so special, and for Bryce Harper to have that moment, like, it's it's honestly almost too much. It's almost too much to believe right now, Shield. Yeah, the crowds. I mean, I think sometimes we gas ourselves up too much, and you know? oh, the cr- these crowds. I will put them up there, uh, you know, against any Philadelphia crowd mm-hmm. since I've been alive. Going to whether it was Eagles playoff games or the Sixers run uh, in in two thousand one. Uh, those were great crowds, but these crowds during this playoff run have just been 
epic. I mean, you can, and yeah, what I love is you can see it on TV. You, like, I know not everyone's lucky enough to be there. Like, you can see it on TV. You can see it uh, when players are talking about it. You can see it when they have, like, the former players there, whether it's, like, Big Poppy or Frank Thomas or even A-Rod, you know? And they're just like, all right, this is this is sort of a different yeah. uh, environment. Yeah. Smoltz, how about, I mean, Smoltz was talking about, they knew how to butter up the crowd right away, but then you could tell, you know, he was like, all right, this is going to be different. He even said mm-hmm. everyone's there. The seats are filled 30 minutes before first pitch and they were just I mean I haven't gone back and picked every moment but you can just there, there are moments where you can see it affecting uh the opponent there's no doubt about it and affecting I mean when we talked about Hoskins like some we've seen some Philadelphia athletes in that environment where it's just like this is high stress this could go either way there's a lot on the line your legacy shaped by this small sample and it goes the other way and for him to show up in those those moments has been uh, incredible. Harper, I got some numbers for you. Last 15 years, 339 players have had at least 40 plate appearances in a single postseason. Harper's batting average, 419, and OPS, 1351, are both first among that sample. 339 <laughs> players who have had 40 plate appearances. Last 15 years of baseball. This, as for as much as we're talking about it, and we've led the show with it, and we're talking about it now. I mean, this is an epic all-time run. Could those numbers come down as we get a bigger sample in the World Series? Let's see. I'm not, I'm not saying they're coming down. This guy is <laughs> locked in every at-bat, even his outs. I mean, he's hitting hard outs for the most part. Biggest of spots, extra base hits. Not, I mean, he. this, this has just been uh, an unbelievable run, and especially in baseball where it's like, I know it's the old cliche, oh, you know, you fail seven out of ten times in baseball. <laughs> yeah. But it is a sport yeah. divined by failure. And so in yeah. that moment, where the expectation of every person in the crowd, everyone watching at home is, we need, this guy has to come through. We know what we've paid him. We know how good he is. We know how locked in he is. He has to come through right here. There's no, the expectation, it's an unfair expectation. You have that expectation, and most of the time, the guy's not going to come through just because it's really freaking hard to come through in that spot. And he came through in that spot. Like you said, it It was, uh, I mean, if you would have written it before the series, if you're thinking about it later, you're like, no, that that's not going to be what puts them <laughs> in the World Series. And that's what put them in the World Series. Absolutely incredible moment. All right. Last one. Top. By the way, Shield, yeah. the Phillies are going to the World Series. We're not saying it enough. Oh, my goodness, man. We still have. We, we're guaranteed at least four more games and, uh, and, and as many as seven. So who knows after that? By the way, right now, as we're recording this, the Yankees and Astros are still playing. Yankees are up uh, 5-4. But especially if the Astros good. good. I was thinking about this parallel. If the Astros win, like remember when the Eagles played the Patriots in the Super Bowl, like that was the only instance where the neutral fan was like, all right, I guess we want the uh, Eagles dude, to win. That's this is kind of what this would be like. If Shield, the Phillies played I the said Astros. this on the radio when we did the WIP <laughs> postgame show. I said, I'm like, this is going to be weird for all of us, but get ready for America to root for us. Like, get ready for everyone to be on the side of good and not the cheaters. <laughs> it's right. going to be wild, man. Very uncomfortable. We're not comfortable with that. All right, fifth one. Uh, James, let's go to you. Top of the ninth. Robertson's pitching, gets a strikeout, then walks two. Two on, one out. Ranger Suarez comes in. And then we get the bunt. I mean, I didn't even know how to process oh. the bunt. I don't know what you guys thought about it, what the feeling was there. What's going through your head when we get the Grisham bunt where you're just like, oh, my gosh, this could go horribly, and then the man bunts? 
Yeah, uh, it, it honestly one of the dumbest things I've ever seen a baseball player do, and I'm not kidding. In my life watching baseball, especially with Ranger on the hill, who is a Gold Glove caliber first yeah. baseman pitcher. If anyone's going to get to that ball and make that play, it's freaking Ranger. And just stepping back for a sec, for Thompson to have the stones. To go out and take David Robertson, who's pitching a ton of big games, who's been there before, off the hill in that spot, to go to a guy who started the game two days ago, Friday. He pitched on Friday. And to go to this kid in that spot, and we all talk about Ranger being cool, calm, and collected, and the heartbeat jokes and all that stuff. But, man, to have the stones to go to that kid in that spot and take Robertson off the hill, like, it it was, I I was shocked that he did it. And... It worked. Again, the magic touch. Topper, this guy who just keeps pushing the right buttons. And, man, when I, I was nervous. And when Grisham bunted, I was like, oh, God, it's over. We're going to win. I knew they were going to get the last out. I had no doubt in my mind. Once they, I was like, that was the, the dumbest thing I've seen. There's no way they win this baseball game. And, and they shut it down. And Castellanos, how about Castellanos getting the catch to end it, too? Never a doubt. He's always going to catch it, too. Um, <laughs> what a great defensive playoffs Nick Castellanos has had. He's, he's actually been better, de- yes. he's better, been better defensively than he has at the plate, yeah, which is saying true. something. Um, no, but the thing about the bunt that's so stupid is that, <laughs> like, and I, I would like to blame Bob Melvin, right? Like, we can... I don't know if Bob Melvin put the call on, but given the atrocity that was his eighth and ninth inning, I'm going to blame Bob Melvin. Um, but like Rangers coming into a game as a 26 year old who hasn't closed the game in a while that just started a game two days ago, you know, he's nervous. Um, and you just completely let him off the hook. Like you just completely yeah. said, you gave him a free out for absolutely no reason. And he just, it just lets you settle in. And then as soon as you let that happen, it's like, first off, He's on second base, two out. Whatever. It was so, <laughs> it was so dumb. What was? Um, yeah, I haven't read any post game comments from him, but exactly. I mean, it's just I. I actually had to double check the outs. Like after he did that, I'm like, oh wait, no wait, there are that. That is the second out. <laughs> what is but, going on here? At the same time, like tying the tying the game's great. Like I know that extends the game, but you also need a big inning and so right. you have a lead. Like just getting one there. It, it, it extends the game. I get it. But, like, you're still playing for the beginning at that yeah. point. Um, so, again, shout out to Bob Melvin. Shout out, shout out to Trent Grisham. Uh, they let Ranger settle in. And and Ranger did what he did. Um, that's impressive stuff. And and just for Thompson to have him ready to go. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Like, did you know that was a possibility go, going into the game? Well, like, had he talked no, about I didn't. It? No. Okay. But my thought, was, my thought was that he was having him ready for Soto. I think Soto, it might have changed the other day, but heading into the series, like Soto was 0 for 8 against Ranger, and like, you know, Ranger kind of owned him. So I think he had him in the mindset of like, I'll use him for Soto. And then I guess like Trent Grisham was there, and he said, well, this guy's obviously bunting. So we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll bring him in for, for a lefty lefty matchup. Um, but it's just, that's, that's, that's managing, that's thinking two steps ahead, that's difference making managing. There's so many people that like to say, well, managers don't do anything. Like, the, you know, players make plays. Having having Ranger ready for that situation is high level managing. Good point. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's a great point. I remember even, uh, yeah, after this when Suarez started on Friday night, I think it was Matt or somebody had tweeted like, "All right, he's out, but you know, he's somebody who can they can come back to in Game Six yeah. and Seven in San Diego." I don't think it was going to be two days later him winning on Friday <laughs> and then getting a save on Sunday. What a three yeah. game stretch! Incredible. It was you know it was a, it was a good butt. He had to make a good play on it. It's probably yeah. an underrated I, well, play. That's- 
yeah, I, I don't know if the other pitchers make that play. Like, yeah. we had our best defensive pitcher yeah. on the hill for that, our most athletic defensive pitcher, and he made a great play on it. You know, it really was a tough play. Incredible. And then the last Incredible. out, what, what, what was going on with uh, with Fritz and Seltzer? <laughs> last out, like you said, Castellano. Hugs, just, yelling. Just, just mayhem there. Mayhem. Yeah. Mayhem. We Again, I, I, I hugged so many people. I... I was picking people up where we're just yelling. And again, as you can hear, I apologize. No voice here. I think most of Philadelphia right now is no voice. Um, it was it was a magical moment, Chiel. It really was. Because even though you know it's coming in that moment, even though you feel confident they're going to get it done, to like really feel like we, we thought they were going to win this series. We thought they were going to go to the World Series, like especially the way it's played out at home, like heading into today. It's like, I thought I was going to a clincher. Like, I thought that was going to happen. I certainly didn't think it was going to happen the way it happened. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought I was going to a clincher. But but when he actually caught that ball and it was, like, real, like, we're actually going to the World Series, I cried, man. I cried. Jack saw it. I'll be honest. I cried. I cried. I called my wife crying because the Phillies were going back to the World Series. It's been 13 years, man. Like, I was in my 20s when the Phillies yeah. went to the World Series the last time. Like, I'm a grown man with a kid now and stuff. You know, it's a, a, it's it's just, and and there's a lot of that. Like, it, I, I think the amazing thing about baseball is I think it's the most generational of the sports. It's like your father loves baseball, his father loves baseball, and you love baseball, and your kid loves baseball. And that's, that's how it hasn't died. That's how it's sustained. And to think about, like, all the people who, who were able to take their kid who was maybe like two years old in 08 or whatever, and, and now they're like 15 and they're like an, like a, a, a becoming an adult yeah. and like all these things, like to be able to experience that stuff. People who were like 60 or, or 70, almost 75 now, like all that type of stuff. It's crazy to think about that way, but it's been such a long part of our life that we have gone without this. And, and Jack said it last time we were on with you, and it's just true, like, like, you really have to commit to be a baseball fan. Like, you have to care. You have to really give it your all to go for 162 games or even 150 or whatever every night. It's like, all right, I'm going to give it three to four hours a night yeah. for this for six months. And for 11 years, we've gotten nothing from it. We've gotten nothing back from this team for it other than agita and anger and depression and frustration and and tonight when that final ball was caught like it felt like it felt like all that all that time was 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 washed away and it felt like it was worth the wait and uh it's it's really amazing Sheila. like I, i'm it's one of the best days of my life i honestly feel that way so the ball goes in the air and my first thought was like oh it's castianos <laughs> like little of course little nervous yeah. little nervous yeah. um but he makes the catch, and and at that moment, like I started seeing the guys, like it kind of sunk in for them. That was like, you know, the the Astros when they clinched against the Astros, they kind of like got to the mound and and they did their thing, and like it was cool. Um, even the Cardinals, like they got out there, whatever. But this was like they just immediately all ran to each other and just started <laughs> hugging, and that was like really cool to see. Um, and I I just couldn't stop smiling, you know, I. I I couldn't stop sitting there and just looking around, seeing all of the hugs, um, you know, and seeing the guys and listening to the postgame speeches. And I just, I couldn't stop smiling. It was, it, it's been a long time. Um, it's been 11 years. It's been a lot of love. Like, listen, I'm not afraid to say how much I love the Phillies. Like the Phillies <laughs> legit. Everyone knows Jack. Everyone knows. They legitimately, like they, 
I consider them one of my family members. Like, I love this baseball team. And uh, they've been a very disappointing family member for 11. Yeah, they're the uncle you don't want to invite to Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, know? yeah. Uh, or, or the disappointing teenager that had to grow up a little bit. Um, and it, it it made it all worth it, man. Like, um, you know, the, 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 the Dom Browns, the... Like, Michael Franco, Michael Cesar Hernandez, Cam Rupp, like Tyler Goodell, Jeremy uh, Hellickson oh, starting back to back opening days. Chad Billingsley was a Philly. <laughs> yeah, he was. Um, yeah. They, they, paid Adrian, they paid Adrian Burnett, Burnett 14, 17 million, whatever. Yeah. Um, Jake Arietta, remember that? Oh, like, just the worst. Um, like, just all the, the crap that they've just drug us through. And the fact that Dave Dombrowski has turned them around so fast. Like, I thought legitimately before Dave Dombrowski, Browsy took over. I thought they were a rudderless ship. They had no idea what they were doing. Uh, they seemed dysfunctional. They didn't seem like they had an idea. They didn't seem like they had a clue. And you want to know what a winning executive is? Like yeah. that guy knows how to win. Yeah. Like he knows how to put it together and knows how to win. Um, and the turnaround, like I legitimately never thought, I thought eventually in my life I'd see them make the World Series again. But there was a legitimate like, thought in my head of I'm never going to see them make it again because like I see all these teams and all the superstars they have and the homegrown stars and the pitching this, pitching that. And it's just wild that our guys got it done. And they did. And we're here. And uh, it's going to be a bad week to be an Astro, pal. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, it's very well said, James. I like the, you know, as longtime listeners know, Kapadias are sort of incapable of express, expressing emotions. But we like to go to the emotional zoo. So we like to hear about tales of emotion. So, uh, <laughs> so, so, so that's fantastic. I'm Love glad it. you shared that with us. Love and what it. you said about the generational thing is totally true. You know, my dad's 77. And I just think of, like, all the bad baseball he's watched in his life. You know, in the summers, it's just always going to be on. You might even might not be focused on all nine innings but it's on and you know for years harry callis is just going to be the soundtrack of the house from yep. seven to ten o'clock uh you know six days a week throughout the summer and just uh, you know i went back and had to like clean out some stuff from my old room and looking at my old baseball cards and like the the bruce ruffins and don carmen oh. and steve jeltz and oh. guys like many of you listening steve probably have jeltz, no idea buddy. who Ricky they are jordan I mean, all yeah, these guys yeah these oh. are guys like 88 89 now you know uh, until that yep. 93 run and just the you know you guys doing a you know when you said you've done the podcast for five years the episodes you've you've had to do <laughs> of disappointment uh yeah because not everybody is locked into 162 games all those years you know as I mentioned before there comes a time in every season where I go am I in on this team or am I out on this team and you make a decision and 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 this team uh was different you know once Girardi went it felt like okay they have some fight they're fun I'm enjoying myself on a uh you know mid-July evening watching this team and having it on it's bringing me joy it's not bringing me pain right now and so maybe I'll do it again yeah. tomorrow and you keep doing that and you keep doing that and you keep doing that and then you kind of see uh where it goes so uh yeah the generational thing has been great as, as you mentioned my my 10 year old daughter it has this is probably her first favorite team you know I don't know if she'll be a sport awesome. sick although the signs are there I mean she out of nowhere said guys if you stop being happy just remember how sad San Diego is right now 
I'm like, oh my god! Oh, what a line! This is, what is what a line that's savage. Out of then, then I show her the the video of uh, like Marsh was uh, you know some chugging a beer or, or whatever, and she goes, pretty cocky for a guy who did nothing this series. I'm like, oh my, god. <laughs> you are just the you, you. This is this is Philadelphia. Doesn't she sport? care about defense? Shield. I, know. I want every ball hit the center field. Like that, every time it's hit the center field, I'm like, cool. I can relax for a second. Is she a WIP caller? I know. Yet? I mean, <laughs> no, this really is like, shoot, we you know. You're excited about them being into it, and then you're like, I may have created a monster here. But uh, <laughs> it's just been incredible. It's, it's only been 17 days since that first game. I was th- this, this is the beauty of the baseball playoffs, is in 17 days, think of how you felt about Bryce Harper on October 7th and how you feel about him now. Reese Hoskins, Zach Wheeler, Alvarado, Sir Anthony, Rob Thompson, dancing on my own, might have not even been in your life, and now you're just playing it on repeat over and over again. 17 days shapes like the moment. Think think of the friends you've watched these games with, or the family members, or the parents, or the brothers, or the uh, sons and daughters, and like you have the photos now. You have the moments now. You mentioned it, James. They've had so many great moments for a team where it's like, yeah, you know, it hasn't been like a six-month stretch. In a 17-day stretch, think of all the moments we've had with these teams that are now like imprinted in your mind forever and ever as a sports fan that that's the beauty of baseball how two and a half weeks can just like totally uh change everything and they've captured the city's uh imagination it's been incredible and now we've got an entire world series run we've got i i I think uh you know friend of the pod day niz tweeted out that we're gonna have this nine day stretch from friday game one until potentially game seven where there's gonna be either a phillies game or those two eagles games every night because the sports god set us up the only two Two off days are the Eagles games. And so it'll just be a wild nine-day stretch. Gentlemen, this has been great. I appreciate you. You're at the stadium. You're doing post-game radio. You're hustling back to the studio. I'm (laughs) sure the streets are chaos. You're joining me here on a Sunday night. I know the listeners enjoyed the first one, and I'm sure they'll enjoy this one. Go ahead and get all your your, your plugs out of the way because you are the guys to listen to here over the next Uh. uh, 10 days or so. Well, thanks for having us, man. It's um, we we there was no doubt we were happy to drive back from the studio and talk to you tonight. Just Again, assuming this won't be the last one, yeah, right? Yeah. No, well, listen, you know. we really have an open hey. invitation. I mean, listen, I, I don't hey. know what your schedules are going to be like for the next ten days, but it's really more you let me know uh, when you can do it, and uh, we'll do it because we, we're doing post game well, pods uh, here after, of course, after every World Series game. Yeah, she'll, for you, we'll do anything. <laughs> Though, again, it was very close to never doing it again if they had That's lost right. that game today. We would have shown up tonight because we said we would, but we'd be like, sorry, she'll, they lose when we do this, and, and thank God they didn't. Um, check out the IOPS podcast. Um, again, we said last time, the podcast for disease Phillies fans, because, you know, like we just talked about, like we were doing pods all those years. We were there for, you know, the the all the horrible, horrible blown losses, the the bullpen of 2020, the bullpen of pretty much every year, like the just heartbreaking and depressing and Michael Franco and all that stuff. Um, Why is it always Michael, man? Guys, it's the first <laughs> one that pops I'm, in my head. It's always right? got to be called Michael. Because we all head. thought he was going to be good. Um, Best so, eight-hole hitter in baseball yeah, at one point. By the High Ups podcast. Uh, check us out. We, we, uh, we love the Phillies and we love each other and uh, and we just try to have fun with it. I haven't even broken down the Arizona Fall League. Like she, yeah. like this is usually what I'm talking about the the Fall League and Johan Rojas oh like having like 79 steals in 140 games. Yeah, at one games. point this season, Jack said, "I don't even care about now. I'm excited for the 2026 Phillies." So, I, I did say that. Yeah, yeah I was uh, I was meant to prepare for the 2026 <laughs> Phillies, but then the 2022 Phillies happened and it's been great. So, um, listen, it's been a magical run. 
And the Phils are going to the World Series. They're going to the World Series. Check out the High Hopes pod. Check out Jack and James on 94.1 WIP. This is going to be an incredible week, an incredible couple weeks, an incredible month, an incredible stretch. Uh, it's never playing with house money because every time you win one, you just want them to win the next one. And then that's how you get here. And now all of a sudden you're four wins away from... Probably, you know, one of the most unlikeliest championships uh, in Philadelphia sports history. And we will be covering it all on the Ringers Philly special again, hopefully with these guys joining me again sometime soon. So thanks to everybody for listening. We appreciate it. Continue to rate, review. You know what you can do? You just you go rate, review, subscribe, leave a comment. Do one for Ringers Philly special. Do one for the High Hopes pod. Go ahead, you know, be efficient. Be efficient here. Thank these guys uh, and give us some love too. So Eagles play the Steelers next Sunday. The Phillies will have already played. I can't believe it. What, two two World <laughs> Series games by then? Uh, and, and by the way, all this winning has me a little uncomfortable, so I'm going to jump on at some point and once I uh, can pay some attention to the Sixers and come on and just crush them because I need to get some of that out of my system because this is almost yeah. too many uh, good vibes happening. But again, pre- appreciate everyone listening. Appreciate James, Jack, and we will be back soon on the Ringers Philly Special.